My first film made me a star, Jim Kamsijovic. I got the exposure. First cover girl of Drum Magazine, first cover girl of Zonk Magazine, and Beauty Queen. The world was at my feet then, and I was still young, and although there was no money, I kept on singing. Dolly Retebe was born in Randfontein, west of Johannesburg, on the 2nd of April, 1928. She grew up in Sophia Town, where she used to sing at school and at weddings. She was only 19 when a talent scout discovered her singing at a picnic and made her the leading lady of South Africa's first black film. She was the nightclub singer in Jim Comes to Joburg. Jazz musician Hugh Masekela says Dolly Retebe was gorgeous. She was like the first embodiment of African beauty and African pride, you know, in the 40s when we didn't know that we could be glamorous people. In 1952, Drum Magazine wanted her to pose in a swimming costume on its cover. Well-known photographer Jürgen Schaderberg remembers how the police briefly arrested them at a mine dump near Kensington in Johannesburg for allegedly contravening the Immorality Act. Interracial relationships were illegal under apartheid. Out of the blue, a whole number of policemen who had surrounded the mine dump charged us. They pushed us around and suggested that we had committed the Immorality Act. We were then arrested and taken to the police station, pushed around a bit more, and eventually we got them to phone the office and we somehow managed to prove to them that we were quite innocent. Although Dolly starred in other films, she really wanted to be a singer because of the endless career opportunities. Jürgen Schaderberg again. She was a great singer, especially the blues. And she started singing with the Ink Spots. And they were, in a way, the opposition to the Manhattan Brothers. And Mary McCabe used to sing with the Manhattan Brothers. And she was a very charming, full of sense of humor, always laughing and joking. Miriam Makeba loved and looked up to Dolly Retebe. Dolly inspired all of us. You know, if Dolly wasn't born in an apartheid country, she would have been as big as all the other movie stars from uh, other countries. And she was that light that we all looked at and say, one day I would like to be and sing like Dolly. I had that confidence that music is my life because I lived with music. Music made me to be what I am today. Dolly Retebe continued to capture the popular imagination when she joined the Afro Jazz Band, the Elite Swingsters, in the early 60s. Even though they weren't allowed to perform at so-called smart white clubs, they managed to keep jazz, blues and African music alive in the townships. Jürgen Schaderberg's wife, Claudia, who'd been helping Dolly with her business matters, explains what made her so special. She had a very wonderful sort of sultry deep voice, which was quite unique. She just loved singing, and she would sing anywhere, anytime, any place. 
When the apartheid government made it difficult for Dolly and the airlines to thrive, and when Afro jazz went out of fashion, she moved to Cape Town and became a Shabine queen. They were finally reunited in 1989 and released their first album, Warza, two years later. In 1994, Dolly sang at Westminster Abbey in London when South Africa was welcomed back to the Commonwealth. Former President Nelson Mandela paid tribute to Dolly Ratebe. I hope that many of our people will follow the example that she established. It's necessary for us to have certain icons in every field of activity. And Dolly Ratebe was a music icon.